This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games, episode number 42. Joining me as always is my lovely co-host Liam, as I just slur my words to hell. But who cares? That's the kind of podcast we are, right, Liam? Who needs to say things clearly? Yeah, boy, bug snacks. You've already gone straight to bug snacks. Why are you leading into the memes? Whoa. I mean, Have you played the new meme game? What's the new meme game? The Fall Guys one? Yeah. Um, I watched someone play it. I haven't played it. I downloaded it yesterday, but I may never play it. It looks fun, but I heard there's only 25 courses, and that feels like a game that needs more than 25 courses. Also, apparently, the servers are just completely on fire. But, that being said, big shout-outs to Devolver Digital for getting, like, a mainstream smash hit, apparently. It's it's basically the new Rocket League. It's the exact same formula as Rocket League, where they dumped it on PS Plus and it became a sensation. So here we go again. Hmm. But, like, you know, I, I, I will always root for Devolver. They're, like, the one interesting game developer out there. There's Annapurna as well. They, they they publish very interesting games. Yeah, but they make, they don't have meme E3s. Meme 3s. Memes are bad. You so, know my stance on memes, Liam. Yeah, but what if they take shots at the big dogs? I don't care. Memes are bad. What if they were talking about bug snacks? I I don't. I'm not fond. You know. I just said I don't like bug snacks before we hit record. Not even as a meme. On Master Wato. He's a good wrestler. Hell yeah, he rules. I I unironically love him. And anyone who is liking him for a meme is a bandwagoner. And I don't want them. I don't want them on my bandwagon that I am leading the bandwagon of. You don't want them near your Master Wato. No, like if you just liking him because he lo- looks like a dope, get out of here. I appreciate the man behind the dopiness. All right, go 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 have your fake fandom of Yoshihashi. All right, go pretend you like Yoshihashi. Fuck off, <laughs> Master Wato's for true fans. Did the trio of Wato, Ibushi, and Tanahashi win in the Never Title thing? Yes. You should know these things. I don't keep up with New Japan. It's a bad company. All these companies are bad. All wrestling is bad. I chose to watch DDT and Dragon Gate instead of New Japan today. Wow. Bug snacks. Whoa. <laughs> why Why have you suddenly... I suppose you watched the State of Play or something, did you? Um, I watched a reaction to the State of Play because it didn't seem like anything was actually revealed, so I just watched that instead. Hey, Crash looks cool. The reason I'm seeing Bug Snacks is because I'm still playing that 10-hour Bug Snack song in the background. Stop it. <laughs> Turn it off. Oh, okay, I'll change it. Wardlow theme yeah the proper thing to get your takes fired up for a podcast on a saturday this night in australia war. yeah 11 20 p.m baby saturday war games <laughs> past curfew you can't leave the house Melbourne has a curf- i legally cannot i'll be arrested on the spot that's weird <laughs> to live in a place where there's a curfew oh well it's necessary yeah i mean i'm not i don't i'm not fighting it but I'm just like I think it's it's just a, a weird experience. What use is a curfew? I guess it's just to stop people from going out and fucking. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like, just close things. 
Well, how many people don't are going outside then instead? Don't go out and slang your dick around, alright? Or your other bits, I don't know. Who's the fucking involved? Uh, every week, we review all the Wrestling Dynamite <laughs> and WWE NXT. These are two taped shows, bro. No one cares about these taped shows. And last week, AEW won. Nah, shut up. Nah, I'm taking over. Last week, AEW won, so we're going to start off hot with AEW this week. Continue. See, you like it? Oh, you, shit. You then have to pivot into the opening match, and then I, I say something about the opening match before I leave a window okay. then for you to say okay. something about the opening match. And then the conversation right. spins off from there. Maybe we have another one or two talking points about the opening right. match before cool. I sense, yeah. using mm-hmm. my podcast uh, host, uh, uh, like, mm-hmm. like Spidey Sense, that you no longer have anything to say and I move on, or mm-hmm. you do have something to say and I move on nonetheless. And then I get sad and cry. Okay. So, the first match, Garrett, on this wonderful mm-hmm. card was the Dork Order versus Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, FTR, and the Young Boots. It wasn't entirely the Dork Order. Yeah, five was nine. There's a new one, nine. It's just <laughs> the, the nine there. But they have ten. Why didn't they put ten he's, in the match? Hurt. Ten's hurt. He could just stand there. Could just be on the apron. To be fair, nine took a few bumps, and then he, got, <laughs> and he just bounced. I don't remember the rest of him being there. Wasn't there an eight once, or a seven? Yeah, 8 and 7 were killed in a tag match, and then Brody laid them out, so I don't think they're there anymore. No, they've been kicked out of the Dark Order. Mm. So that leaves us with 9. I guess. Uh, what, what Will 9 be kicked out? Because 7, 8, 9. <laughs> <sighs> so you know what was fun about this match, right? It was a good tag team match? Yeah, well, besides that. At the start, right, I mm-hmm. thought they did it... They, it was booked so perfectly because it was all these like big stars just like running away with the match right like there was like all the elite FDR they were beating the shit out of these guys and they made them look like like jokes and then they were like oh yeah blah, blah, blah. and then they gave themselves an out with the FTR injury and hangman leaving right and I was like all right so that's where how they're gonna get out of it it was it, even though they were the big guys beating up the lower card guys uh hangman and FTR lost it was still six on three right but then hangman came out <laughs> came back and I was like alright so they're just gonna have them win like okay they overcame the odds uh, and then it's like no they, they lost anyway <laughs> I was like wait a minute <laughs> you had the structure perfect and then you like decided to fuck it up by just having Hangman come back and then losing <laughs> you were on a real emotional roller coaster in this match then weren't you <laughs> it wasn't even emotional it was more an analytical roller coaster. <laughs> I have I worked out the booking wait I have happening. not worked out the booking no wait the booking <laughs> yeah. is different yeah, yeah and therefore bad they still lost six on four, even though two of the people were nameless, faceless goons. And do they really count? Mm. So I know it kind of made them look shitty. I think it just should have pinned Nick Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, have like you know a big six man Brody lays him out and then pins him or some shit. Nick Jackson, who by the way looked incredible in this, is Nick Jackson getting better? Like, is is he getting better? Well, you see, he he just hit thirty, so he's he's just entering prime. the prime. Nick Jackson is only four years older than Darby Allen. Nick Jackson needs to go singles. Well, they almost have to win the tag belts first. Well, yeah, but they'll win them when they're like fifty. It's fine. You can never, you can, you can't have the Young Bucks not win the AEW World Tag Team Titles. You just can't. Yeah, but then it can be one of those things. You know, the Bucks never won the AEW Tag Team Titles. Do you want that to be one of those things? I don't know. I'm indifferent to the idea. I just want Nick to start getting his singles run because I thought. If they don't do it now, it's going to make me feel like they're never going to do it. <laughs> uh, you, you were raving about Brody Lee and Hangman's exchange, so if they did, the, if they booked the match the way you wanted to, you'd never get to see that exchange. 
Yeah, I got. I do. I gotta admit, I do really want that match. Maybe in like the lead up to All Out, give them give us like a Dynamite main event with it. Mm. Whew. Whew. What is the World Tag Team Title match at All Out? Uh, okay, these are my two thoughts. Uh-huh. Either it is Brody Lee and Cole Cabana versus Hangman and Omega. Okay, interesting. Or, or it is Omega and Hangman versus FTR. But in both those instances, what do the Young Bucks do? The Young Bucks face Brody Lee and Cole Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> or someone else, they won't blow off the FTR without a... I, th- I don't think they'll blow off the FTR match without a crowd. Like, I think they're not going to do that until they can draw with it. The other potential option is a Bucks, uh, FTR, Page, and Omega triple threat. I, I don't want... I don't want FTR and Bucks to touch until they have the match. Hmm. I think it's I think it's it's had four years, five years build. Don't have them first blow it up, like blow any. I uh, don't blow any of it. Don't have them have a match until you're doing the actual match. Is how I feel. But I think Colt and Brody are going to be involved somewhere. This is the, the sickest tag team in the land, Liam. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Let's see what <laughs> I like this Cole Cabana story. And also. You know how we, last week you were giving out about Cabana? Yes. And how he's a dope? I was like, we're looking at this all from the wrong perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? Cook Clearly, Cab- Cabana's just in on it. Ooh, all right. And he's and he's just playing up the, oh, I'm a good guy. I don't actually know what they're all doing. Uh, when he knows full well, and he just, because he's winning, he's gonna he's taking it anyway. That's my new theory, that Cabana's in on it. He's and it's a red herring. Evil man. But yeah, I think, I think that might be it, which would make you happy because it would make Colt look like not a dope. <laughs> yes, they would do the very annoying, nobody watches the wrestling show thing, which I hate. Mm. I really hate it. But really good match. Um, this week, on both shows, I had a lot of really good matches. I think I had like four or five that made my spreadsheet. So your, your match of the week thing will will be a different kind of mm, rather than your <laughs> yeah, recent exactly. mm, of having absolutely no idea. I think I know what it's going to be, but it's, it's honestly, there's it's, it's like a... There's a four-way race for it. Yeah, good match, three and three quarters. Because I'm going to bring star ratings back. <laughs> for some sure. reason. Ne- we literally never talk about star ratings. And I'm like, yeah, three and three quarters. I always think talking about star ratings on podcasts is weird. Star ratings is for a written form. Yeah, all right. So it's not... Th- I'll, I'll say it's a, a strong seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, that's exactly what I meant there. <laughs> that, 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 but when you change it into the numerical value, that that's what brings it... Uh, to the verbal format. <laughs> is it just me? And I know logically, three and a half stars is seven out of ten. <laughs> like mm-hmm. converted in math. But for me, yeah. three and a half stars feels higher than seven out of ten. And that doesn't make sense I, logically. See, but I don't. It, I think it's dead on the money, which it is. Uh, yeah, math, well, yes, that's how math supports work. me. <laughs> but, but like for me, because um, lately I've been getting a lot more into like rating movies and such. And mm-hmm. I find... That I much prefer, like with movies and with um, albums, I much prefer a one to ten over like the granularity. Yeah, but I like being able to say like, I guess you can do it with stars, you know, with like quarters and God forbid thirds. I like to be able to go like, hey, this I think this album is a seven, but it's closer to an eight than it is to a six. Mm. So just do six to five or six and a half. Yeah. Or seven two five, or seven two five, or eight. I, I said seven closer to an eight. 
I wasn't paying attention to you. There's a plane flying. Clearly, it's very upset. Not like that's the entire point of this thing. Oof. But yeah, I, I think that's it. I like um, I like having that kind of more direct mathematical thing for, uh, movies and albums and such. But with wrestling, it's a little more, over the place. Well, there's the established star rating scale, which was that's a Jim Cornette invention, isn't it? Apparently so. Yeah, that's what I've always heard the story was. Mm. John Moxley oh no you're not done anything okay. above a 5 is stupid I will say that I like I, I don't know you have a scale don't break the scale I just find that so dumb mm. but then we get a uh, best friends John Moxley cut a promo wasn't I thought the best friends thing was before the John Moxley promo what best friends thing the they showed up in Trent's mum's van. Oh yeah, they pulled up in the van. Who cares about that? Well, actually, it it's actually rude. quite relevant no. for this show. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, Jesus, just skipping over points that were like of um show long angles. <laughs> no one cares about cars. I'm gonna give it up about that later. Uh, do your John Moxie impression. That's the more important thing. That's not ready. Talk about how John Moxie wants to kill Darby Allen, and he's a big fan, but he wants to kill him. There you go. That's, that's a preview. That, that, that will be our Patreon exclusive content. Liam does the John Moxley impression. Yeah. I. You know when I'll, I'll do it? When NXT or AEW finally gives up. Oh, it'll be our finale. Wednesday we will finally slot. do the John Moxley impression. I will the do finale. the John Moxley impression. I didn't actually practice it this week. I did legitimately practice it the, last week. No, no. You didn't do I was, it? I was, I was in the shower and I was like doing the impression. And that's when I was like, I got to like... CZW era mocks, but I can't do like like old traveled man mocks. He's too much. <laughs> you just cannot handle it. I need to just smoke so much, and I'm still just, I'm still taking that sponsorship. If anyone wants to take me up on that offer, the best friends defeated the Santana Ortiz and yet another gentleman's three on the the credentials of the best friends. A lot I'm of gentlemen's sad. threes for the best friends lately. No, they had the two slightly better matches than three. Oh, the two three, sorry, gentlemen's three and a quarter. Yes, they <laughs> they had the good match with Hangman and Omega. They, the, they had the good see, match with the two wrestlers of the year. Yeah, the match that I thought was slightly <laughs> disappointing because it was only a good match. Yeah, and they had the even better match with Kip Sabian and Redacted. Oh yeah, but that was ages ago. At this stage, that was like three months ago, four months ago. <laughs> it was. It was I'm counting all all COVID shows are in the same bubble. Oh, indeed. Uh, Santana Ortiz lose yet again. Great. Uh, <laughs> why are they doing it to these guys? I don't know. Like, the only way I'll accept this like change with Santana and Ortiz is if the plan is like King comes in and like slaps them and like tells them to get serious. They should just they, they should just do LAX. Desert Jericho. Like legitimately, they should just do LAX. They can't use the LAX name, but they should just do LAX. Because like they have such an an. An easy way to transition into that now. You have someone there who's like, you're losing, and like, if that is the story where the story is like, they they can't get it done, and it's going to take someone new to get them to be fired up and to actually start winning again, then that's fine. That is the story. Do you know who told that story? I ha- I just I just have no faith in that story that's going to be told. <laughs> if you go back to 2018 TNA, yeah, it ruled when King was introduced. <laughs> that was the exact story they told. LAX yeah. for a losing streak. King turning around. King turned out, took out Conan, then King brought in the OGs to face LAX instead. The Ogs. The Ogs, indeed. Homicide and Hernandez. Yeah, but like, and that rules. Do that again. <laughs> Including Homicide and Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Same payoff. 
and then uh, do all like the gimmick matches that they did, and then run over a kid. Everything perfect. Let's go, Richie. Richie. <laughs> and then just King being like, I don't give a shit that I killed that kid. <laughs> kid deserved it for being fans of LAX. MJF had a promo in his campaign headquarters. I'm still upset Lee Johnson is involved here. I mean, it gets him on TV. On I don't care. I want him doing... He should be in MJF spot, main event and all out. Not yet. <laughs> I'm like five years down the line, man. Push Lee Johnson. MJF is bad. Lee Johnson is good. One day we're going to get a big Lee Johnson-Kenny Omega match and it's going to make the podcast explode. You see, Lee Johnson has added to her list of Mel and Wardlow as memes now. And <laughs> no, Lee Johnson was Lee Johnson was like there before even Wardlow. Because yeah. like Wardlow... He was, like, not until he started doing the squashes that we got... Well, that was when you got back on the Wardlow train. I was like, already on the Wardlow train. I was on the Wardlow train for I'm, the I'm Cody still match. in the very specific circumstances Wardlow train, but yes. No, no, you gave up on that point. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, there was squashes, a few squashes back, but you were just like, nah, screw it. And you were all in on him too, and you can't you can't go back on that. Yeah, he should just kill MJF and take a spot in the... <laughs> Many people oh, should stop, replace the MJF it. in the all-out main event is my theory. It's gonna be <laughs> fine. Mox is really good at wrestling. Uh, Matt Hardy cut a promo in the ring. He's mad at uh, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara jumped him and then threw a chair in his face. And people are mad about that, apparently? I don't know. Shit happens. Hate, brother. It's poor. And yeah, it made the angle better. But I don't know. It's like if, if he didn't throw the right, right chair, where was the right chair? You know, this is why you block mm. out. St- like AEW does this thing where Chris Jericho uh, on his podcast is always like, we're professionals. We don't walk through segments. Stuff like this is why you walk through segments. So it's like, all right, this is where you are. This is where the chair will be. You grab this chair, you throw it, Matt, you'll block it. You block out segments like that. So shit like this doesn't happen. So stop it with mm. your, I'm a professional. Professionals make sure shit like this doesn't happen. Yeah, every stunt coordinator is not a professional. They're all amateurs. So, yeah, this this, this is not this is an institutional failure. This isn't Sammy's fault. Mm. Also, like, are you into a Sammy Guevara Matt Hardy match? Uh, if Sammy wins, I'm okay with it. He should. It's Sammy beaten like the guy who, like mm. Matt, still carries some cash. He's still a relative star, so Matt, Sammy beating him doesn't mean something. So if Sammy wins, yes. If Sammy loses, very much no. <laughs> if Sammy loses, like the memes are true. Mm. Like mm. oh that, god, that six that six thirty off the stage, which did not end up being a six thirty. It ended up being a four fifty headbutt. <laughs> I jumped out of my seat when I saw that. I was like, my man just. My man just hit his head and cracked it open. That's what I thought. Because, like, I, I must have, like, looked away when the chair shot happened. Because I oh, I looked back and he was doing the 630 and he was bleeding. I was like, did he, like, crack heads and make him bleed from a 630? Because if you go back and watch Bound Glory 2007, Liam, you'll remember the famous Kurt Angle 450 knee drop. Definitely deliberate. Yeah. And, and Sammy Guevara. And Bates stole that. Yes. And Sammy Guevara just invented the 450 headbutt. Definitely deliberate. The 450 headbutt rules. It's like my dream move, which is someone just jumps and goes head first down into someone's stomach from the top rope. <laughs> that's that's, that's like, not a like move anybody should do. It's the ultimate Kakeshi. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Sammy. Like, Sammy's 630s are, let's say, untidy <laughs> at the best it's of times. His legs. His legs look like... He looks like he's spinning out, yeah. <laughs> like, not in the good way. Like, like when Ricochet does it, it looks so clean, <laughs> and Sammy just like throws his body. And like the stage in AEW at the moment 
is not that high. So asking him no. to do a 630 off of it, probably, like, that's less of a good idea than the chair shot. Again, institutional failure. You should have done double moonsault. Yeah, well, he should have just done a 450 or a spontan or a moonsault, because that stage isn't or high enough. Stomp. Like, even if Sammy did good 630s, which he kind of doesn't, uh, that stage still isn't really high enough to guarantee the moment. Like, it's it's just not high enough. The, the space between Sammy and the table is like two feet. Getting 630 momentum off of that is going to be tough at the best of times, and even tougher for Sammy Guevara's 630s. When we, when we say, like, he doesn't do a good one, we mean, like, visually it looks killer. Like, I actually yeah. think his 630 looks way better than most others, because it looks less theatrical. It looks like he's actually just landing and crushing someone. <laughs> because he probably is. Yeah, and that rules, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Move should hurt. <laughs> As I said, untidy is a nice word to yeah. describe his 630s. Yeah. But killer. And then he headbutted, and it's even better. He should somehow incorporate that into his actual moveset. Santana and Ortiz trashed uh, Trent's mom's van with a such hammer. I, Hell I, yeah. I, I never want to see a car on a wrestling show again. Yeah, <laughs> no. This is good because... No. Okay, this, no, shut up. This is good because it wasn't played off like... Oh man, they they beat up the revival's car, and the revival are mad about it. It's like they beat up his mum's car, and he's like, "No shit, that's why it's good." It wasn't played up like he's actually mad about it. He was like, "It's my mum's car, man." If they didn't do all of the other car angles, I'd agree with you. I'm sick of cars. Mm. Cars, I fucking love cars. I want a moratorium on cars in wrestling for two years. No more cars. No trashing cars, no coming out in cars, no stealing cars, not even looking at cars. There should just be no cars on these shows. Just keep cars away from my wrestling shows. I'm sick of them. Stop putting cars on wrestling shows. It's the equivalent of, like, every E3 showcase when they're like, this is the new Forza and look at this GT. No filling a car with cement, no dropping a car out of the air, no brawn flipping cars, no having Braun's car broken. Braun does a lot of cars. What about someone getting hit with a car? Nobody getting hit by a car. No cars on wrestling shows for two years. I'm, I'm, I'm instituting that ban now. If anybody breaks it, I will find them. I have that authority. I was trying to think of a car pun, but I couldn't. Carrific. The car... What about the car... Order? <laughs> Lightning McQueen. From the, the Pixar animated films. Cars. Car 2. Which also outstayed its welcome. So there you go. It's a common theme. So Matt Cardona and Cody. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give out my matches going through commercial breaks again, aren't I? Uh, Matt Cardona yeah, and this Cody one, this one shouldn't have. This should have been a squash. <laughs> but like, it, it, it does baffle me because like this match, like the match was what the match should have been. It was like Cardona and Cody control quick heat segment for Silver and Reynolds, which was longer than it should have been because it went through a break, and then come back win. And they could have done that in a tidy six minutes. They could have done that mm. in a nice in and out, have a good match. And nobody overstays the welcome. The Dark Order look a little good. And they're in and out. It's fine. Everyone's happy. But no, for some reason, they're like, oh, this match. This needs to go through a commercial break. And people are like, oh, Silver and Reynolds look good. They could have looked good in a six-minute match, too. They didn't need to go through a break. I wonder if um, it, uh, Silver and Reynolds being Brian Myers boys, like, they were, like, wanted to give him something. Like, uh, if Matt was like, yeah, these are friends of friends, give them something. I don't but know, like, maybe. I don't know. I think you make them worse when you put them in a situation where they're making a match needlessly long. As I said, if they did the exact match, but just took out, like, five the five minutes of the middle, it would have been a better match, served the same purpose, and they would have mm. looked just as good. You're not wrong. 
I'm, just, I'm never I'm wrong. Trying to provide an explanation. We're never wrong. We're just trying to pr- provide an explanation as to why it could have occurred. Mm. Um, Matt looked good though. I thought he looked. Yeah, he's jacked. He is very good big. Gear, jacked. Um, hopefully, sticks around up more than six. The Rough Rider is now called the the what is it? Radio Silence now. Get it's a pun. Oh, radio. Yeah. Uh, play oh, on words. It's uh, a banger tune. It is. It's a good theme. I'll admit. He should bring back the one-legged tights, baby. He should. I was a fan of the one-legged tights. Because he was a dope wearing them. Like, yeah, the people were like, oh, they're people, stupid. People it's really like, mad. look at them. They're look like, at them. I remember, like, that was one of the first moments when I was, like, a young a young boy delving into the internet wrestling community mm. <laughs> and seeing the reaction of, oh, man, Zack Ryder's one-legged tights are stupid and they, they make wrestling look bad. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> He's, he's a, a Jersey Shore dope. Why, why are we doing this? He's supposed to look stupid. Also, they're cool. They're not even stupid looking. Mm. They're cool. Also, I tights really, don't yeah. like wrestling look stupid. For look, look at Randy Savage. You always make the point of Randy Savage. It's true. Yeah. Look at Randy Savage. Mm. He's the most idiotic, weird looking guy of all time. This is Ultimate wrestling. Warrior. Hulk Hogan. Hideous looking bald man. Still the biggest star in the yeah. world. Yeah. Like all these people that have like these eccentric gear. That's the whole point of it. Like, I'm kind of slowly moving into the wrestling is more theatre than sport camp. Mm. But, I mean, I don't even, like, not that, like, I like my, you know, ultra sport wrestling. <laughs> my Davy Richards, Eddie Edwards and such. But, like, you know, I also like DDP and Randy Savage having the most 90s, 80s, whatever it was, I don't remember. Oh, everything before the year 2000 doesn't really count. Um... <laughs> Having the most, like, 90s wrestling feud ever. <laughs> and, like, big hair, big colours. Uh, after the match, Scorpio Sky challenged Cody, because Scorpio Sky's like, I Hell disappeared yeah. off Dynamite for five months, so, you know, give me He's a He's been shot. killing it on Dark. If you watched the show, you would know. I'm not going to watch Dark, and I'm not going to watch the second show. I'm, this isn't going to become WWE. This isn't my level of investment in this thing. Let's be, let's be real. <laughs> I think I think the next, uh, the other show is going to be, like, a weird road to mix with wrestling, though. I don't uh, care. It's not going to be an hour. It's not going to be two hours. But the problem is, they already have two hours. They already have Dark. They already have Being the Elite. And they are, now they'll have another show. And that's like four and a half, five hours of stuff that you have to keep up with. Because Dark is usually two hours. I don't mind it. I also think Dark is going to be like, go back to where it was, being like a 30 minute show. I think the only reason that Dark is so long now is because it's taking the spot of the show that was supposed to be on TV by now. And they have 700 people under contract who need something to do. And they're still signing more! Trent and uh, Chuck are mad that the car was beaten up. Very mad. <laughs> and it somehow got even more beaten up in the time period since they got to it. <laughs> the wheels are gone now. Yeah. Well, you know, Santana Ortiz might have wanted to scrap it for some parts, make some money off of the van. Because they don't make money as wrestlers. <laughs> they're going to have them apologize to Sue via speakerphone. That rules. Then we had our debate! Yeah. This is alright. I'm like, I, I have no strong feeling. I'd hate Eric yeah. Bischoff. He's the fraudiest fraud that ever frauded, and he should never be on a television show. And he looked very orange. Working your tan, Eric. But uh, it's, I don't know. My, 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 actually, my biggest problem with this is where do you go with Orange Cassidy after this? Well, I, I don't know, man. It really depends. It's so hard to gauge these things when there's no fans there to react. <laughs> like, if Orange was getting, like, monster reactions throughout this entire feud, you'd be like, well, yeah, but you can put him in there with anyone next, and it will work. But it's like, you don't really know. But even, like, from a from a character sense, like, they did the thing you should do two years into Orange Cassidy, 
yeah. uh, roughly like make, the, make him get serious where he gets super serious and cuts the big serious boy porno and it's like all right there you go that's 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 when you're like now we're leaving behind the orange cassidy character to an extent and transitioning into something else something new something different where he's some meld of serious but he can't just go back to the thumbs up guy after this can he he's gonna be honma he's uh, gonna be peak honma mania honma uh-huh. Where you, he's a serious wrestler who you're rooting to get the win, but he doesn't necessarily ever get the win. Yeah, I don't think they should have booked the second Chris Jericho match though. Yeah, well, he's probably gonna win. They're probably gonna come up with some way for him to win. They'll AEW. Yeah, but then if, the if, if Orange wins, then I'll be disappointed because then that's the whole character gone of what I thought he was gonna do. So, <laughs> so yeah, the entire Hanma. You can't have it. You can't have. You don't blow Hanma winning in the first match of the first G One he's in. <laughs> Hey, it would be the second, in fairness, which is probably worse. Because, uh, like, what? What? This is hardly going to all out, is it? No, all out will probably be like, you know what? All out will probably be like Jericho and Hager versus Orange and Mike Tyson, baby. Because that's definitely still happening. <laughs> Tyson is Hell definitely yeah. wrestling while he's building up to that fight. Yeah, Hell sure. Yeah, and by wrestling you mean he's gonna punch Jericho once, <laughs> and oh, then Orange will pin. He'll uh, Adam Pacman Jones it where he can't be touched. Hmm. Uh, Swole Big for Faker, fan. or Swole Reba even. Uh, Rebel had a match. This ruled. I was so into Reba. <laughs> she was so happy with everything she was doing. It was great. Delivered well. Love it. Reba should main event Dynamite. Yeah. Reba's great. Rebel. 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 I, I, thought, I thought she was going to pick Hobbs. Because <laughs> he was standing there as like her security guard. Yeah. I thought she'd be like, Big Swole, you will face. Will Hobbs. <laughs> she, she didn't specify it would be a female opponent, did she? Yeah. So, is the end game of this going to be, like, Swole has to team with Britain this tag deal, or is it going to be... Well, Brit's not back yet, is she? Swole and... Yeah, but All Out's only, like, three, four weeks away or some shit, isn't it? Like, the the, the quarterfinals of that tag deal are on Monday. I thought there was still t- another two, like, I guess. Well, then maybe yeah, it'll be the, the, those, those other two quarterfinals are on Monday. We had it'll be Reaver and Swole. It'll be Reaver and Swole. Yeah. Sorry, Rebel. Don't, then, don't you give in to the, no, the, the, no, the, the wrong name. Her name is Rebel. Reaver. Reaver. I, I, will, I will not allow her to be misnamed by Britt Baker and for that to stick. She That's was really bullying. good in this match. It's <laughs> deliberately being a bad... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card... But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Wrestler is clearly in a wheelhouse. But that, that moonsault, a hell, a hell of a two minutes of women's wrestling. Ah, oh, the whole, especially like, there was a ton of discourse around AEW's women's wrestling for this week for a variety of reasons. And then There's they have a two minutes of women's wrestling. There's a discourse around AEW's women's wrestling every week. Well, it bubbled over because of all the AEW heel stuff. I, I don't, I didn't fact check this at all. I only saw a screenshot of it, so I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to mention to you because it was really funny. When it was like, someone just screenshotted the Zoom meeting for the heels uh-huh. thing. And it was just all guys. Oh, of course. <laughs> there wasn't a single female in the Zoom call. I don't know if it was true. It could have been any Zoom call, but I'm going to choose to believe it was true because it's that funny. It's a good bit. Why yeah. would you, like, oh, we're going to have, like, this thing for women to join, and then we're going to charge them. It's just, ugh. There's, there's one of two things that are that are perfectly fine there. We're going to have a fan club for wrestlers, for which people will pay into it, which, fine, cool. Perfectly good. Hmm. Uh, or we're going to have this inclusive forum for women where they will feel included and they can talk about wrestling in a way that... that does not exclude them and does not make them feel Which, threatened or any of that. To be stuff. fair, like I think that's a great idea. <laughs> it is until you charge fifty bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, there should be something like that. <sighs> it's like, oh yeah, that's a good initiative to make women to be women feel welcome and safe in the pro wrestling space without idiot men ruining it for them. And then you go and be like, this inclusive space for women will cost $50 a year. And then you're like, what? how does that clear? And then the worst thing is they dig their, pardon the pun, heels in and <laughs> they make it worse when they don't, when, like that's a, that's perfectly fair criticism. And if anyone thinks it's not perfectly fair criticism, they're out to lunch. And then they, it's like, no, this, we're doing a good thing here. It's like, come on. Mm. I feel AEW does get a lot of unfair criticism. So perhaps it's just like, they feel like, oh, we've got too much stuff coming at us at once. But, like, how does that make it to the final stage without anyone bringing up the fact that, hey, we're trying to get the best of both worlds here? Inclusive and paywall are contradictory yeah, in, in terms. Inclu- inclusive, but we're going to benefit from it. We're not just going to help people feel comfortable. Money, 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 money. In order, it reminds me of, like, we were talking about, it, I think, like, a week or something ago, where, like, the people who, like, how all these companies are selling face masks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's gross, man. I get it. But like, that's super gross to me. <laughs> so people are just like, on a Let's pandemic. profit off of this, baby. <sighs> hey, maybe it encourages people to wear them because they get to represent. I don't know. 
I bought a Tentamon face mask, so I can't say it. No, it wasn't an official Digimon one. I bought it on Etsy, so there you go. <laughs> wow. We're big supporters of IP lore. <laughs> Listen, that's all Etsy is. Etsy is like, hey, it's a wonderful kind of thing to learn to walk and play. And get along. And not pay for our theme song. <laughs> don't worry about it. Arthur endorses our <laughs> podcast. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> you. You were like, we should have smoking sponsors. So don't you. Yeah. Don't you say what we can hey. and can't say. No, I said we should have them sponsor. Not that we're claiming that someone's endorsing our our listen, podcast. Listen. Hey, they don't know which Arthur we're talking about. Yeah, it could be Arthur Miller. Could be uh, Big Death of a Salesman. I think he's dead, but could that's either just, here or there. Could we just could be just a friend of ours called Arthur. Yes, a big fan. Um, I can't think of it. It could be King Arthur. Eh? Like Scott Steiner in that one Jericho promo. Sure. Jericho called him King Arthur, and then like Scott was supposed to say, um, yeah, I'll I'll go down there and beat you medieval. And then Scott just bluffed up the entire line and didn't make any sense. Good stuff. That's that's because that wasn't WWE, one would assume, was it? Yes. So, yeah, he was written a bad line. He's like, I'm just going to mumble it. I don't care. Instead of, you know, peak Scott Steiner nonsense. Yeah, which is like, you should always encourage peak Scott Steiner nonsense. <sighs> Next week on AEW Dynamite's Tag Team Appreciation Week, we have Cody versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. In a great tag, tag match. match. <laughs> uh, Cody versus Orange Cassidy in a $7,000 obligation match. Again, the tag team match. Tag match. Uh, the Young Bucks against Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, which actually should be a very good match. Uh, plus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page against Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Uh, that's basically the same number of tag matches that are on AEW every week, yeah. but I'll allow it, I suppose. But- I guess the tag match will main event, and that's how they'll get away with it. They'll be like, you tag total. And they have so, the, the Rock and Roll Express are going to be there. Gonna be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just going to be an FTR Bucks segment where they're all looking in the mirrors, right? Like, it's going to be, look at us in 40 years. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Brain Busters on one side, and the, yeah. the Rock and Roll Express on yeah. the other side. And like, oh, contrast. And they'll probably all start, like, like the Rock and Roll Express are going to start, like, disagreeing with the Brain Busters, and then FTR will defend the Brain Busters, and then the Bucks will defend... Uh, Rock and Roll Express, and then they'll be like at each other a little bit. We'll all have a hearty good time. Yep, a hearty good time. When Jeff eventually jumps, and they do this exact segment again, (laughs) but instead of the bucks, it's the hearties. John Moxley defeated Darby Allen for the AW World Championship in the main event, which should have been Beat the main the event of All Out. Fuck out of each other. This should have been the All Out main event. Get out of here, MJF. This should have been the All Out main event. MJF's a draw, bro. No, he's demo. Not. Yeah, he is. Darby Allen, real draw, real star. She did the much Not better really. match than the freaking. The main event MJF dropped in the be. demo. I watched. I looked at the charts. If you if you go back to our first episode, Liam, you will remember I expressly say we don't care about the ratings, Liam. This is about the the creative endeavor that is these shows, not the ratings. We're not nerds who look through quarter hours and base our our opinions over what draws. We don't care what draws. We care what is creatively good uh, based on our takes. We are not here for numbers or analytical points of view. I'm not here about creativity. I'm not here to discuss work rate, characters. Nah, I'm all here about the data, the money, and, you know, that key demo. Great main event. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty good. Good match. Like four stars. Should have main event all out. Should have main event all out. (laughs) John punched Darby in the fucking face. Yeah. (laughs) 
Ah, good stuff. Good wrestling. Wardlow was there. That was nice. MJF was there too, though, so that kind of takes away from the Wardlow bit. That coffin drop? My man, your man beat on that coffin drop. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> is it gonna do like a three way at all? What the fuck? Darby Allen like, is the man to the throne, John Moxley. Yeah. I uh, mean, for one sec, see, I'm not one of these people who like can't bite on false finishes just because of like this guy's too big of a star to lose. Like, if you get me, you get me, and like, I'll I'll be there going, whoo, like the rest of them. Uh, well, not anybody. The rest of them, there's no one there. Well, no, there's people in the crowd. <laughs> All the AEW wrestlers are beating the finish. And the people in the top section that they allow in. And the crowd noise that they inject, which is annoying, and they should leave it out. Yeah, I don't mind it anymore. I'm just ignoring it. I hate Going it. with I hate the flow. It. You know it. me. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> not analytical. Not here about the demo. <laughs> I'm all about creativity, baby. <laughs> Speaking of creativity, that brings us to WWE NXT, which opened with Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai beat Rhea Ripley to become number one contender for Io Shirai's championship at NXT TakeOver 30. Real good match. Yeah. I really liked this match. It was? Yep. I feel like you're that's setting up for something else really there. Really good match. You're just say it's no, a really that's good it. <laughs> it's a really good match. Rhea Ripley is still in a weird state where she's... I don't know. What's the point? And she's going on... Uh, like, a few Mercedes Martinez will be good for her, but like... That's gonna rule, though. Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, yeah, Mercedes should not lose that feud. So it's, is it another Rhea Ripley losing? I don't know. We'll Double see. count out some <laughs> shit like that. Indeed. But yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, the Undisputed Era were strolling into full sale. They looked very fancy in their suits. I'll wait to talk about them. By the way, I, I do love the uh, we spent like, I don't know, 15 minutes on the opening match of AEW and it's like, good match well, between Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai, time to move on. Compare the matches, okay? One was full of story stuff. Hey, this this had interference and it had Robert Stonebrand stuff. That's all a very important story development, Liam. Hey, Robert Stonebrand is on brand for the podcast, so. Uh, indeed. Bronson Reed. Aaliyah stole my catchphrase. Oh, what was your catchphrase? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> she said, bye. <laughs> I'm so upset about it. I think you stole that from me because I used to end no, our Skype calls no, with this. Nope. Because I know nope. where I stole it from. Nope. I stole it from Jeff Cork. Who ends nope, Game nope. Informer's new gameplay today with them? Nope, so that was all me. There is a chain of me. theft here. <laughs> yeah, but mine was subconscious theft, so it doesn't count. That's true. Yeah, the Elias, uh, Ilya clearly a, a big listener of Wednesday War Games or Saturday War Games yeah, or whenever. Probably. <laughs> uh, do we have to get a new logo? Well, in fairness, the shows are moving. Is, is it next week or the week after? Uh, I think it's the week after. AEW starts bouncing around a lot. So our, our yeah. the time we upload will be as inconsistent as AEW airs, which is perfectly fair. You know what? what? Maybe we just drop Wednesday. <laughs> just go for war games. That way we might get sued by WWE, though. Because we don't... We'll add a second R. Games. Ah, that makes sense. We'll go war games. Bronson Reed Wardlow defeats Chain Thorne in a perfectly solid little match. Okay. I love this match. This match ruled. <laughs> they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. This is one of those cases where it's like, you can clearly tell when two friends are in there because they don't care about hurting each other. <laughs> They're just like laying it in. I loved it. Like uh, You could like, Thorn, the whole story with Thorne being like jealous of Reed because like Reed's been here way less than him and is like already in like a title match on the biggest takeover. I assume 30, they're going to promote it in something like that. But you know what I mean? Like, and then they just like, oh, let's not do this like grappling shit. Then they just start throwing bombs at each other, go back and forth. I loved it. Three and three quarters. I really did like Thor and being like, listen, let's get rid of the formalities here and just beat the shit out of each other. 
It's the best. It rule. And man, Thorn's like running cannonball deal. That scares the shit out of me. Because, like, normally, he like you know, they do it in the corner when they're sitting down so they can roll onto someone, like, and not take a big bump. He does it to them when they're on the top rope. So if he hits wrong, he's just going to go down on his head. Yeah. Yeah. Great match. High risk. High reward. Really. Re- I really, really like this match. Pandango was kidnapped. Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> All right. Uh... More kidnappings on full sale. Actually, a match I liked a lot. Only Lorcan, uh, Damien Priest, and Rich Holland. Yo, if you didn't think your man was going to come in here and say that he liked it just as much, three and three quarters, baby. <laughs> yeah, they, they, this is the match where I'm like, oh, yeah, they did. I, I, I didn't think it needed to go. Another match that didn't need to go through a break. But other than nah, that. I liked it. I don't care. It ruled. It's just suplexes and throwing each other around. Good stuff. <laughs> this was a never open weight three way. <laughs> yeah, they just went at it for six minutes of TV time. Okay. And it's clear, like. Ridge, Ridge Holland's getting the Lars Sullivan push where we're just going to have him in there to do cool shit and we're going to, like, avoid, like, him being the focus because this is really mostly, like, Lorcan and Priest doing stuff where, like, Holland would come in and do his big impressive spots. Yeah, you can tell Ridge Holland is a guy who can do a pretty good head and arm suplex, but if you put him in a singles yeah. match, it would be a disaster. If you put him in a singles match, that's over, like, six minutes. Yeah. Or it's not just him doing his shit. That's why the last thing worked when it was on NXT, because they just never did that until he had the title match. Like, he was just always having six to eight minute matches. and never went over. <laughs> so, I'm all in on Holland. He needs to drop the, like, Billy's thick thing. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. But, like, keep everything else about him. Dude looks like a killer. He's basically... He looks like he's been watching his Taz tapes. Also, they get... <laughs> I like how this is just a repackaged version of Antonio Cesaro's gimmick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I noticed that, like, they're using, like, the same vernacular, too. Like, Vincent Magnus must be a really big fan of rugby. <laughs> well, he, in fairness, he did actually play rugby this time, so... <laughs> yeah, well, the rugby man who is too dangerous for rugby is a big thing. He was actually a successful professional rugby player, as opposed to Cesaro, who just played rugby at some stage, apparently. <laughs> if he even did, really. <laughs> he probably picked up a rugby ball once, and Vince is like, that's your gimmick! <laughs> he should be a coffee guy. He loves coffee. Cesaro Barista. Indeed. Damien Priest won to advance to the triple threat, or not the triple threat, this, the advance from the triple threat into the ladder match at NXT TakeOver yep. to join uh, Bronson Lee and no longer, um, what's his name, Dexter Loomis, who has been removed from the match with injury. <coughs> <coughs> Liam, you, you have a cough there, are you fine? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Because that was the meme that was going around. That was my, my subtle... Acknowledgement of the Twitter meme. You're a Twitter meme. You know what? They said he had an ankle injury, and I was very upset. They should have said he got the ankle injury from doing the dumbass dive, because that would have been much funnier. (laughs) Yeah, but that would make him look like a dumb idiot. (laughs) Still, it would be funny. That's all I need. Uh, Cameron Grimes lost to Keith Lee, ending the streak of Cameron Grimes matches I liked. I was like, uh... Oh, man, I like this match. This this match I didn't care much for. I like this match, too. Not as much as the other matches, but I like this match a lot, because it was just... Keith Lee was mean, and I love mean Keith Lee. Yes. Just beating the crap out of a dude. Cameron Maybe Grimes one of these one matches didn't go week. through a break. I would have been like, yeah, all right. <laughs> mm, but I, I really like this match. Uh, that sets up... Oh, freaking Scarlet's talking about shit. I'm, not, I'm so not into Killer Cross in NXT. Okay. So, like, up to this point mm-hmm. in the show, I had decided that NXT had won this week. Oh, okay. So does it go off the rails from here? Oh, does it go off the rails for me? 
and I was I was like, man, NXT's got this in the bag. You know, the main event, it's going to be Undisputed Era versus Imperium. How could they fuck that up? And then they did what they did. And then they had this. Now it's a lot more of a closer race. I still haven't decided who's won yet. They did the William Regal thing where he outlined that uh, Loomis is out. And then he said, the two people who lost the triple threat matches have a legitimate grievance that they weren't pinned. And it's like, you booked a no, tournament a triple of threat. triple that was threat you. matches. You did that. <laughs> yeah. It's not a legitimate grievance. You, what hey, are we doing? You know, why, you know why they have a legitimate grievance? Because you did it. <laughs> you booked you. a bunch of triple threat matches. Terrible general manager, clearly. So the two people, it'll be, uh, I can't even remember what the combination of people were, but Balor, um, Gargano. It is, yeah, Balor, Gargano. Orny and not, Thatcher? Orny, no, didn't Orny take the pin? The, he might have. So Holland. Oh, no, Thatcher got and, pinned, yeah. Holland, so Holland versus Mystery, man. Because we still have another th- uh, another triple threat. With oh, Kushida yeah, and the Gargano and, and thing. Yeah, yeah there we go, yeah. we worked it out. Very so correct. Kushida, Holland. <laughs> Oh no. Probably. Because she's just gonna win. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when they showed that graphic, I literally went, oh, Kishida. Which is like the saddest thing. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. Since the cru- he hasn't wrestled since the Cruiserweight tournament, has he? Oh, better not stay in Japan. Nagato del Fantasma came out, beat up Fandango. Tyler Breeze tried to make his save. He also got beat up. And then he was like, swerve. Mm hmm. So, Where'd Spud go? Is Spud just gone, Chow too? Spud's just uh, gone. <laughs> he's definitely never getting booked over again, except to lose. Oh, uh, poor guy. The poor guy. He should never have went back. He should have never cut that promo. <laughs> Damien Priest cut the promo. Bronson Reed was like, hey, I'm angry. And then they're like, well, why don't we wrestle next week? And then they're like, okay, cool. He was like, hey, mate. Um, oh, I reckon you had a good match, mate. Um... And then Priest was like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a really deep voice. He does. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, Don't get excited. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And then he's like, Nah, mate. Let's have a match, mate. And then they're going to have a good match where they'll probably punch each other in the face hard. Giving you an excuse to continue an Australian accent, Indy Hartwell and Tika Knox had some trash talk before their match. Um, and then... <laughs> Tika Knox won. Um, didn't oh no <laughs> didn't you see oh, I, just, I could do my own voice but higher pitch I don't know how to do that didn't you see last week when I beat Shotzi Blackheart going British <laughs> I'm impressive <laughs> I like that you're struggling with an Australian accent because Australia like we've discussed this before there's so many variations of Australian accent also four Australians on this show Good work, good representation. There you go. They're, Australia's doing better in Ireland in international representation, and one of our people was thoroughly cancelled. So <laughs> I was going to say they're doing really well. We have Finn and Seamus. We will take Finn and Seamus, and Becky is pregnant, but we'll take her the too. fucking snakes. Um, so he's doing, he's so thoroughly cancelled that his title reign was cancelled. Yeah, he just doesn't exist anymore. It's like he's not champion anymore. There you go. Uh, oh yeah, Pat McAfee joined commentary. Pat McAfee, he has the most annoying voice. How is he, like, uh, th- this is probably me being well, dr- utterly unself-aware because people probably think I have a very annoying voice too. But nonetheless, how how is he like a I broadcaster? Disagree. His voice is so annoying. Well, because he's like stereotypical American jock, like broadcast guy. That's why. <laughs> All right. I was like, he talks okay. loud. So he talks loud and with confidence. Just so people pretend <laughs> so. he talks with sense. <laughs> Yeah. 
It's the MJF syndrome. Man, he ruined everything from the minute he was out there. He's not good at all. His commentary was awful. The main event, which I was really excited for, got about 10% of the screen time for the last 10 minutes. He's really bad. I did like, I did appreciate though when um, someone went for a pinfall in the Knox and Hartwell match and Mauro was like, and uh, McAfee was talking and Mauro just steamrolled him. It's like, and the cover! It's like, no matter what, they will enforce their WWE commentary rules and I appreciate yeah. that. Alright, so what? <laughs> Main event! <laughs> Imperium defeated Undisputed Year to retain Did the they? I don't remember that that match even happened. Yeah, they did win after distraction. <laughs> I... There was more time spent on Pat McAfee's fucking face than there was on anyone involved in the ring. On fucking Kyle O'Reilly's goddamn return to the ring. Alright, I'm going to start with a simple question that should be easy to answer. Who is the baby face here? I, well, I, I think Cole. But in terms of presentation, who's the baby face here? I think Cole. I think... I don't know! I think, I think McAfee was such an unbearable dickhead on yeah. this show. But Cole is a gotten-to goof who's called... Like, he looks like a nerd. Okay, th- th- that's a different thing. Cole is the babyface. He is a gotten-to dork who is mad about someone saying mean things to him. But who gets knocked out? He's knocked out by a freaking punter. One kick. Who cares about punters? The, 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 like, the, like, nobody could name an NFL punter. Liam, name me an yeah. NFL punter. Aren't, like, all of them Australian now? (laughs) Exactly. You're the person whose sole job is to kick the ball far. I can swing my leg good. Well done. It's, like... The thing is... Okay. Theoretically, that should mean he should have a cool kick. A good kick, you know what I mean? Like, I get that. But if a dude can punt, he can punt ahead. (laughs) Ask Randy Orton. Um, But the thing is, like, you made your... You just had this whole thing about how Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion ever. And then you get it, have him get knocked out by a fucking goof. Yeah. Who just spent the last 15 minutes embarrassing the entire show because he's so fucking annoying. He is. Very annoying. Very annoying. Like, even if he wasn't annoying, his voice is just supremely annoying. He's an annoying and, person. And fucking Phillips giving, like, the Owen Hart, like, hey, man, don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> like, showing, like, actual concern about the things that Pat's saying when he's making fucking short jokes. Yeah. It's not like he's saying anything actually controversial. Not even He's just making fun either. of a dude's height. Also, oh, so now we're suddenly acknowledging that Adam Cole's short, but the entire other run we're pretending he's six foot one, yeah. and now we acknowledge that he's short. What a great way to make your brand look good when you're with the ESPN connection. <laughs> really getting people over there when you're yeah, with your mainstream him, attention. The first, the first time they ever see him, he's whining on a show and getting mad at things that journalists said to him. It's like... That's not what makes a guy cool. <laughs> He's a cool baby face who definitely uh, turned yeah, baby face. You, you know what would have made him cool? If when those guys were trying to talk shit to him, he turned it around, cut a promo on them, embarrassed them. And walked out like a cool guy. And walked, yeah, but no, he had a hissy fit on the show and then left and then apologized on Twitter. And then got knocked the fuck out on NXT. <laughs> Imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. The coolest guy in wrestling, right? Goes out there, beats the shit out of everyone, cuts a promo, and then he goes back and he gets on his phone and he's like, I'm really sorry for the things I did this week. That instantly makes him look like a fucking moron. <laughs> and then Mike Tyson knocks him out. Yeah. And it's uh... like, I was so into this show. I really liked NXT. I'm not going to watch this match. I'm You're going to know. You have to watch journalism. I'll have you know I haven't watched a single takeover since <laughs> we started this show. <laughs> journalism. 
I literally have not watched a single takeover since we started this show. I haven't watched takeover in like three years. <laughs> I tweeted about this the other day, but like celebrity angles in wrestling. I get them. No, I don't. My my thing is I don't because. Like, Pat McAfee, uh, he's not a nobody. He has an audience. But, like, in terms of lists, he's he's a C-list star at, be- yeah. at best. And, like, the thing is, like, there is no can instance. always only get C-list stars. But the problem is, that, no, it doesn't. No. Because, like, the best instances of, of, like, celebrity involvement are Mike Tyson or yeah. Floyd Mayweather or Cindy yeah. Lauper or Andy Kaufman <laughs> or Dennis Rodman or Cara yeah. Malone. People <laughs> at Dennis the Rodman time... Ruled. Legitimately A-list stars in their Stephen prime. Amell, <laughs> well up there yeah. with the greats. <laughs> but like the only time it's ever worked is like actual A-list. Like uh, the idea that, that you Hugh get John Jackman. Stewart to be on the Daily Show, or Hugh Jackman to do something on Raw, or you get uh, Jay Wow to do something on Impact. The idea is like you get Snooki. the Jersey Shore, the, 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 uh, Snooki on, at WrestleMania. The idea is you get the Jersey Shore audience to watch uh, wrestling. You get the Daily Show audience to watch. You get Pat McAfee's audience to watch wrestling. And it never works like that. It never works. To be fair, if there's ever a chance for a crossover, it might be with Pat McAfee's audience. But that's like, but his audience is relatively small. And the other thing, not only does it has it only ever worked with an A-list star, it's nearly always only ever worked in conjunction with another star. Donald Trump with Vince McMahon. Mike Tyson with Steve Austin. Floyd Mayweather is probably the exception, but Big Show's a relatively big star. Also, Big, Sh- big Show doesn't need to be a star because he's, his whole thing is his aura. Yes, and Floyd Mayweather is Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather could sell money to, like, anyone. Like, I don't even need an analogy. That's how much, like, you can get it from that man. Yeah, Andy Kaufman with Jerry Lawler. Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, Jay Leno with best. Hulk Hogan. Like, best. Mr. T with Hulk Hogan. All of these are always with big stars. It's the the intersection of the mainstream star with the major wrestling star that works. Doing a C-list star. Bob Barker with Chris Jericho. There you go. The big big guns. But doing a star like like Pat McAfee, who, as I said, he's not a nobody, but, you know, he's not a mainstream star by any means. With Adam Cole, who you've made look like a nerd in front of the mainstream audience. And then Triple H is the one who goes on ESPN because Triple H is the real star. And (laughs) it's just everything about this is bad and I reject the premise of the celebrity involvement in the first place I hate Triple H so much he's so so bad do you know what I do you know there's a category I I went on the WWE Network the other night right Uh to watch some good old fashioned Attitude Era hashtag bring back the Attitude Era and uh I I was was scrolling down right and I found a playlist alright you know what this playlist was called what was it called Triple H's NXT. Oh. And it was just every takeover opening, every Triple H promo, every Triple H segment in NXT history in one playlist. Like, who would ever give a fuck enough to watch that? Fans of Triple H? Or Triple H himself. He's probably like, guys, I need oh, a playlist. Yeah, yeah. It's his stuff. personal playlist. <laughs> it should have been Triple H's playlist. Oh uh, god! Because as we all know, NXT is really a vehicle for one man and one man alone. The game Triple H, and it failed because it thoroughly undermined his attempts to overtake control of the company. Because he got killed yeah, because... by AEW. Because <laughs> there's a way better show that feels like a way more mainstream product. We were going about how like these celebrity angles only work if they're A-list celebrities. I think uh, there's only one. They can either be A-list celebrities with other stars, right, or they can be 
cool celebrities. You know what I mean? People that may not be a like a but people who are cool in their field or have a cool aura about them, like not jerk offs. Yeah, they should do a Poppy against Io Shirai match. Like, but like legitimately though, Poppy is cool. Like even if you don't know her, she's not a mainstream thing. She's still a cool act to have. And it's that like you can do that, but you, oh, just he's such a twat, <laughs> and he's such an unbearable dickhead, and that's why he has to be the heel. The worst thing, like they they've done Adam Cole's baby. This has been Adam Cole's baby face turn. Like, what are we doing here? You know what this has to end with, right? Like Cole's like fucking up Pat. This is my new prediction. All right, locking uh-huh. it in. Cole's gonna be beating the shit out of Pat McAfee, right? Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah, and then. Kyle's going to come in and he's going to knock Cole out and then Pat's going to pin Adam Cole. Yeah. And that's going to be the real Adam Cole face turn. Adam Cole, baby. So that's NXT. I'm sure it's a show you enjoyed. I was going to say, the the one thing I did like about the main event was Kyle, like, taking the leadership role while this is all going on Mm. and, like, getting upset that, like, with what Cole's doing and, like, Roddy getting upset with what Cole's doing and telling Cole to just, like, not not go in there and not, like, uh, aggravate the situation. So it's like, I think that's going to be the weirdest part is this is all a vehicle for the Undisputed Era split. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, I hate everything. There's nothing I don't hate. But like, that's definitely where this is going. This is the Undisputed Era split. <laughs> what is your match of the week? Um, You go first. Let me look at my matches. Uh, I think I will stick with the AEW opener. I think that was a match of the week. But there was a lot of good wrestling matches on yeah. these shows. I, mean, I, I agree with you there. A lot of good wrestling. I'm going to go with Dobbs and Mox. They did a really good job of making it feel like a, a big match. Which in these uh, COVID times is hard to do. And it should have been the main event of all out. What's your show of the week? It was NXT for so long. Oh. They had it for so long. It's AEW. Oh. I'll give it to NXT just so they lo- they, they lose 2-1 instead of 2-0. Two, two yeah. Because <laughs> typically poll 75-25 AEW. So there you go. If you would like to vote in the poll every week, you can follow us at, when, at War Games Pod. You can follow me at Garrett Kidney. You, can, you can't follow Liam at Larrikin, even if you say nice things to him on Twitter. Uh, which We're the best AEW review in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, Network, suck it. To one person. <laughs> suck uh, it, everything elite. Suck it. Joey Lanza behind a paywall. We're not behind a paywall. We're here giving you this free. Um, that being said, pay me um, anything. I'll endorse anything. I'll do, I'll do anything. Um... <laughs> We're the best, we're the best, we're the best. Speaking of everything elite, if you'd like more AEW coverage in your podcasting feed, you can... <laughs> Why would you, though? <laughs> elite. If Why you'd like more you? television show coverage in your podcast feed, you it's can gonna be shake even, the ropes. It's going to be even better if they didn't see the tweet and they just think it's me shitting on the show. Uh, Liam's Whoever sent that, I want you drama. to know you made my day. You made my day when I woke up and I read that. Liam told me that he's legitimately, legitimately, this is a thing he said to me, I'm not even doing a bit, (laughs) that he's considering printing out the tweet, framing it, (laughs) and putting it on his desk. (laughs) On the podcast table, just to remind me of how great we are. Uh, Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Now i got to think of a new, okay, a new catchphrase, ready? Uh Uh-huh. Girl, bye. Terrible. Bye, no, um, ain't no lie singing bye-bye-bye.